Are you trying to figure out life, goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon. Hi guys, how are you? How are you? So we're in Acts chapter five and a lot has been going on in Acts chapter five. And so um, I think I titled this podcast episode, um, We Must Obey God Rather Than Human Beings. In Acts chapter five, like I said, there's a lot going on and it starts off with some drama, some drama, (laughs) craziness, drama, Call it what you want, but we got a husband and wife, Anias and Sapphiria. Y'all know me in these S names. We just going to call her Saf. (laughs) So Anias and his wife, basically, you know how previously in Acts 4, we kind of, it kind of ends. And it talks about how all the believers were coming together and sharing all their possessions. So they basically would sell all their possessions, sell whatever they had. Put at the apostles' feet. The apostles were divided up to make sure the community had everything that they needed. So we had this husband and wife that came in. They had some property. They sold it at whatever amount they sold it. They kept some for themselves and put the rest at the feet of the apostles. But the Holy Spirit must have revealed this to Peter and said, oh, mm, they kept some for themselves. So I'm thinking in between this, that there had to be a conversation. And that um, within that conversation, they lied and said, no, this is all we got. We ain't get nothing else. Instead of saying, we did get, you know, 15,000, but we're only going to give you guys 10. They just said, we only got 10,000. So basically they lied to God um, and got called out on it. So Peter basically said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart so much that you lied to the Holy Spirit? and kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but you have also lied to God. And the minute that Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And now there's fear because people are seeing this like, oh, this is what's going on? Like, Mm. imagine how you would see if you, you know, how you would feel if you seen that. So the young man came, they carried him out. It says three hours later, his wife comes in. They give her a chance to tell the truth. They say, how much money did you get from selling this property? They're saying 15,000. She said, we only got 10. Immediately she died. And Peter told her, oh, well, the same feet that carried your husband out is about to carry you out because you lied as well. Carried her out. And now um, everyone has seen this is kind of in fear and seeing seeing these acts come into play. And so when I first read this, and you know that as I read my Bible, there's three things I do to help me study. I write down observation, I write down um, reflection, and I write down application. So I write down, just as I'm reading it, I just get my journal. And as I'm reading, I write down things that I'm observing and pulling out. Um, after that, I go through what I observed. I reflect on it and write down a reflection like, God, how, how, um, how do I reflect on this? What does this mean? 
And I write down, if I can, how can I apply these lessons that you taught me through observation and reflection to my life right now? And I also do a small piece where I say dig deeper and there's certain things that I want to dig deeper on. Like if you listen to the last episode where I talked more about digging deeper into understanding what the Sanhedrin was and things like that. And so in the observation portion of this part, I really just wrote, um, I don't even know what to say about Anais and his wife. <laughs> because I was like, God, I don't know what to say about this. I'm observing that this is happening, but I don't know what to say about it. But as I started to read more through Acts and wrote more observations and things like that, God had kind of revealed it to me in a way to apply that now. And though in this period, in Acts with Ananias and his wife, they died because of the sin of lying to God. They died, you know, physical death. Um, God had actually said to me, what gifts am I holding back? And what things am I holding that God said that I'm supposed to have been put at his feet? And there's things that happen when we are keeping things and holding on to things that God said, put this at my feet because I need you to just let this go or put this at my feet because we need to share this and share your gifts and your purpose and your calling, but you're holding, you're selfishly holding on to it. And though it may not cause physical death, there is some spiritual death that takes place. We don't do what God tells us to do and walk in the walk and calling he tells us to walk in. And God saying, you could be spiritually dying because you are not putting the things at my feet that I am asking you to do, that has been promised to me. We, once we said, God, I give myself to you. I give myself away. I am no longer mine. I am now yours. We have now made that covenant, that promise for God that we belong to him. So therefore, me selfishly keeping myself from who I gave myself to because of whatever reason I'm trying to hold on to it is causing spiritual death in me in certain things. And there are certain things that God's saying, I'm trying to heal you from, but I can't heal you because you're still holding on to it. I'm telling you to put it at my feet. I can't resuscitate you in this area because you're spiritually dying and I'm trying to breathe life back into you. I'm trying to breathe life into you, but you're holding on to things I'm telling you to let go of. And what's crazy is earlier, before I even started reading this chapter, I was talking to my cousin, and we were talking about it. And I said, it's crazy because we are holding on to God's gifting and God's calling and God's purpose. And it's selfish of us to hold on to it. It's selfish of us to hold on to the gifting and calling that God has given us because of whatever it is that's keeping us from putting it at his feet, surrendering and walking into it. And I said, and what do we lose? We don't lose anything by letting it go and putting it at God's feet and doing what he told us to do. I'm not losing anything by being obedient and being disciplined and, and heeding to God's word. What am I losing? I'm not losing anything. And then as we were talking, I said, oh, but I am losing some things. You know what I'm losing? I'm losing fear. I'm losing anxiousness. <laughs> I'm losing self-doubt, but I'm gaining. I'm gaining power through the Holy Spirit. I'm gaining revelation. I'm gaining clarity. You know what I mean? I'm gaining um, peace. You know, I'm gaining so much more. And so the things that I observed and reflected on that and got revelation through that is what God just said. You know what I mean? There's things that we need to put at God's feet 
that we are holding on to that is causing spiritual death in us. And God saying, let it go, put it at my feet so that it can be shared among whoever it needs to be shared among so that it can be put to death so that I can heal you so I can dot, 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 whatever it is and however you need to apply it to your life. God saying, put it at my feet, put it at my feet, put it at my feet. And so, um, yeah, I had to share that. So um, further on in Acts 5, we get into the point where um, the apostles are healing many more people. There's healing happening all over. And like always, we got the haters coming in and they arresting them. We told y'all not to do this. Y'all still doing this. But one of the things that I observed before we got to where they're being persecuted and put into jail is that once again, we got our boys, Peter and the apostles and all of them are being so bold. And they're so filled with the Holy Spirit that they are healing thousands of people. But one of the parts of Acts, it says that there were so many people sick in the streets and they laid on the beds and mats and they came to the point that they just wanted Peter's shadow, the shadow of Peter might fall on them and heal. The Holy Spirit was so powerful within them, so powerful within Peter that his shadow was healing the sick, the lame, and the tormented. Can you imagine the the Spirit being so strong and that anointing being so strong that his shadow healed people? And it made me think and write down that I observed that the healing didn't stop when Jesus ascended. And it doesn't stop when Peter was um, crucified. It didn't stop when Peter was, because I think Peter was an apostle that was, he also, which is, if you want to research this, research this, but the way that Peter died is he also died on a cross, but asked them to put him upside down so that he didn't have to go this, he wanted to honor and not be crucified in the same manner as Jesus. But I think he, he asked to be crucified upside down or research it. It's really interesting to see um, that the same guy that denied Jesus three times also died on a cross. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But I say that um, the anointing was so strong on Peter that his shadow was healing people. And that the healing didn't stop when Jesus was crucified. It didn't stop when Jesus ascended up to heaven. It didn't stop when Peter was killed. It's still happening now. That same spirit that was in them we carry in us. And God is saying the healing didn't stop. You are now the ones that I have gifted with my Holy Spirit. You are now the ones that have to go out and share the word of Jesus, to share the word of who I am, to save these souls. The same way the apostles did it, they gave us the format. They gave us the blueprint. Jesus came and said, this is the blueprint for what you need to do. I'm going to walk the walk. Talk the talk so I can show you how to do it so that we can walk the walk and talk the talk. And that I'm going to consistently say this because I just feel it in my spirit that this is a time and the, the period of time right now where God is saying, be bold in me and allow my spirit to go forth because it is in you and I have anointed you to do these things, whatever it is that he has called you to do. Peter's shadow healed people. God is saying, do you think that we can't do that now? You think my, my anointing in you and the spirit in you can't heal sick, lame, and tormented? 
it can, y'all. Like, it didn't stop. It doesn't stop now. The Holy Spirit doesn't just say, okay, well, now that Peter did it, we, we just going to be done. No. We're just in a different period of time, but the same sort of people are still needing healing. There's still sick people out there that still need healed. There's still people that are being tormented. There's still, as they call them, lame people that need to, to walk again. There's still people that are mentally bound. There's still people that are bound up in whatever it is spiritually that are bound up in. And God is still calling us to do the same thing. God doesn't stop calling us to do it. He doesn't say, okay, now nah, I'm just not going to have y'all do it. I'm going to just let everyone just be bound up in and hurt and pain and anger. No, he's saying, I've called you at this time, just like I called them at that time. And so it was just an observation for me to, and a reflection to say, man, God, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, it doesn't stop. And it doesn't stop with us because there's a new generation that we need to equip so that they can heal the next generation and the next generation, the next generation until Jesus comes back and says, okay, I'm here. And so, um, that was big for me to say it doesn't stop and that we should continuously understand to keep on going and keep on pushing and keep on allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. Don't quench the spirit. I know I think I said that in one of the podcasts, past podcasts, but don't quench the spirits. We are supposed to allow our spirit to flourish. We're supposed to feed it, nurture it, water it, allow the spirits to go. Now we can um, quench our flesh all we want, allow that flesh to dehydrate and die out, but the spirit, we're not supposed to quench that. And so uh, moving on, the apostles were in jail. Like I said, the the S crew, the Pharisees, they came, they, you know, brought about everyone, the 70 members of the Sanhedrin and said, they still doing this. We told them not to do it, but now what we going to do, because now they still bring thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon them. So they arrest them. God sends his angel out. The angel comes, opens up the gates of the jail, lets them, and they, he says, go preach about this. Go say what happened. Go in the court, say about this. So now, let's just say, I think it's the next day, the the assembly, the high priest, they come, the Sanhedrin talks about it. They go to the jail. They see they're not in the jail. They see they're in the court. So they like, oh, now we really got it. What's really going on? Because now we've seen all these miracles happen. They done healing people. This dude shadowed and healed someone. We arrested them. They done got out of this jail. And the guards ain't see. Ain't nobody. Everything's still locked. What's going on? So they came and said, um, why do you keep doing this? They basically said, we told you and gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, his name being Jesus. Yet you're still doing this. And you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. And they're here, y'all making us guilty of this man's blood, Jesus's blood. Like y'all determined to just make us guilty. And, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about and observed, like, yo, Jesus at this point was already resurrected and ascended into heaven. And they still were not acknowledging that he is God. Like, Yo, he literally ascended into heaven. And we're telling you this over and over and over again. Y'all know that the rock was rolled back. Y'all know ain't nobody there. Y'all still ain't acknowledging this. Y'all seeing all this. And the only thing y'all can say is y'all making us look bad. After everything you've seen, the veil and torn into two, 
all this stuff that happened since then. And the one thing they saying is, y'all still making us look bad. You making it look like we the one that killed. Well, y'all did kill him. You know what I mean? And that's all they can think about is this. So it's crazy to me as we start to say this out loud and get more into more into acts. And so they said, you know, Peter basically said the same thing. And I think this is very important, guys. This is one of the things that stood out to me the most and why I titled this podcast episode this as we go over Acts chapter five. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. Basically, who are you to think that I'm going to listen to you when God told me to do this? Who do you think that you're going to tell me not to preach in Jesus' name? You've got to be out your right if you think that's going to happen. Now, the apostles on the other side are the ones that heeded to everything. We didn't see Jesus. We didn't see the holes in his hand. We didn't see them as sin. You think we ain't going to listen to what God tells us to do because you told me not to? That's a message in itself, y'all. Excuse me. When God tells you to do something, do it. God has told me repeatedly, no man but me. I don't care what someone says to you. If God told you to do it, do it. And the Bible says my sheep will know my voice. You'll know when God tells you to do it. You will hear his voice like never before. It will be as clear as clear can be. And God speaks to you in a way you can hear him most. So if you are someone that he's going to speak to you through music, you're going to hear him. Through writing, you're going to hear him. Through reading, you're going to hear him. God God will speak to you audibly. like he, You can hear him like you hear my voice right now. Don't put restrictions on how God, who God is and how he can get to you. But when he tells you to do something, do it. You can pray about it and say, okay, God, you know, is this you? I'm going to pray about it. He'll send confirmation. He'll send something to say, this is me. He'll confirm it. But when God tells you to do it, do it. It doesn't care what any, any human man or woman says. If God told you to do it, do it because we must must obey God rather than human beings. Can you imagine getting to heaven and God saying, I told you to do that and you didn't because a human who I also birthed <laughs> said no. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that no more. I've spent years listening to what humans say and listen, waiting for humans to confirm me and God said no more. So this is just speaking from personal experience, guys. But like I said, it doesn't, it didn't stop. We must still obey God. We're still going through the same things right now. But they basically said, we must obey God rather than humans. And he said, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed. So he still said, yeah, you did it. Who you killed, who you killed by hanging on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive them of their sins. And at this point, the Sanhedrin, they were furious. They're mad because basically the apostles called them out. Yeah, well, you did put them to death. Like, and the same God of our ancestors is the same one that raised them from the dead, the man that you put to death on the cross. But we're going to listen to him anyway, because we already seen what happens. So anyway, long story short, they got mad about it. They wanted to basically put them back in jail or do whatever they wanted to do. Um, but another Pharisee's named Gamiel, these names y'all be getting me. Anyway, he was a teacher of the law. And he basically said, you know what? Let them do what they're going to do. Because we had plenty of people come up here before. And we seen that their 
their rulers died. You know, he mentioned um, Thaddeus appeared and 400 men rallied around him when he was killed. He mentioned Judas, a Galilean who appeared in the days of the census and he had led people in revolt and he was killed. And, all, and he's saying like when they did this, all their followers scattered. So whatever, let them have their time. Because in his head, he's like, it's okay because if their purpose is of human origin, it will fail. But if it was from God, you will not be able to stop these men and you will find yourself fighting against God. And I think that it's ironic now that the Sanhedrin no longer, or the Pharisees in a set, set a doozy. The S crew, y'all, they don't longer exist. But Jesus, he ain't going nowhere. We, what, 2,000, more than 2,000 years later, and they're still followers coming to God. So I guess they got their answer, right? Um, but basically, that's the end of it. The apostles end up cheering because they let them go after that Pharisee said, let them go do what they're going to do because eventually it's going to die off anyway. And if it doesn't die off, you know, it came from God. They got, you know, well, now they can see the answer, hopefully. Um, but one of the last things I observed is um, before they let them leave, they basically beat them. They beat them, flogged them, whatever, and said, okay, now you're free to go. And the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing. It says, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. Like, what? <laughs> They literally rejoice after being jailed and beat in questions and beat again and all this because this happened to us for the name of Jesus. How many of us rejoice in our suffering because it's for the name of Jesus and we rejoice for the suffering because God's going to get the glory or do we cower in our suffering and get mad at God? Um, Yeah. We want we I'm saying me too gotta sit on that because I don't know I don't know how many of us can rejoice in suffering for God's name. Um, I don't know many of us that had to do that yet. Those that have and were able to rejoice in this glory to you. Um, those of us that haven't and don't know about it, God may still be working on us in that area. But I just wanted to leave that there. Um, this is Acts, Acts chapter five. It's always good, y'all. I feel like the more I read the Bible, the more it blows my mind. <laughs> and it's just like the greatest story ever told, as people say. Um, I don't even like calling it a story because I feel like when you say a story, this is truth. This isn't a made-up story. I feel like when we say story, it's as if it's like a written, written story. This is the word of God. It is true. It is living. It is everything that we need to guide us. So, um if you haven't, please open up your Bible. Um, Acts is good, but God can guide you on what to read. But I'm listening to I'm pretty sure that we're talking about Acts, so you're probably reading along with me. But if not, read Acts chapter 5. Let me know what your observations and reflections are. Let me know how you can apply some of this to your life. I'm going to really look at how I apply, how I... Um, react when suffering comes my way. I'm going to look at how 
I am holding on to things that God's saying to put at my feet. Um, and just look at overall how I can be a better ambassador and representation of God. Because like I said, it didn't stop at Jesus. It didn't stop at Peter. And it's still going down. And we need to make sure that we are the ones that are bringing God's word, light, and love to people around us. So thank you, guys. We are going to be in Acts 6 and 7 next because um, 6 is a really short one. So, um, but that's when they go into Stephen. And uh, all right. <sighs> Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.